Hello, and thank you for tuning into Answers from the Lab, where we share Mayo Clinic knowledge and advancements on the state of testing and science from laboratory leaders and the people who are making it happen behind the scenes. I'm Dr. Bobby Pritt, your host, and the clinical microbiologist and the chair of the Division of Clinical Microbiology at Mayo Clinic in Rochester, Minnesota. For today's episode, we welcome April Craig from our product management team at Mayo Clinic Laboratories for a test and focus interview. Thank you for the introduction, Dr. Pritt. Today, we will be discussing recent advances in direct alcohol biomarker testing with Dr. Paul Gennetto. But before we get started, Dr. Gennetto, would you mind just sharing a little bit more about yourself and your background? Absolutely. First of all, I'd like to take the opportunity to thank you for the invitation to be here. I earned my Bachelor of Science in Clinical Laboratory Science from the University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee. After working five years as a medical technologist, I went back to school and earned my PhD in pharmacology and toxicology at the Medical College of Wisconsin. I am board certified by the American Board of Clinical Chemistry and the American Society for Clinical Pathology. Prior to working at Mayo Clinic, I was the director of the Clinical Chemistry and Toxicology Lab at Dynacare Laboratories. And I've now been at Mayo Clinic for 10 years where I serve as the co-director of the Clinical Mass Spectrometry Lab the Clinical and Forensic Toxicology Lab, and the Metals Laboratory. In the end, I have overseen, supported, and provided laboratory testing for monitoring prescriptions and illicit drugs, including alcohol, for over 20 years. So would it be fair to say you are an expert on this topic? That's a tough term, but uh, I have uh, had tremendous amount of experience on alcohol use disorders and testing, in particular, laboratory testing for alcohol. Well, thank you for providing that uh, background. And so today we're going to talk about alcohol use disorders and uh, the really the role of laboratory testing in support of recovery. So could you just help us understand what that looks like from your perspective and how to approach testing for those patients? Ethanol is the most commonly abused drug in the world. It is a sedative hypnotic type drug, and in low to moderate amounts, it relieves anxiety and fosters a feeling of well-being. However, excessive alcohol use is the leading preventable cause of death in the United States, and this includes binge drinking and heavy drinking. Binge drinking is defined as consuming five or more drinks on one occasion for a man or four or more drinks on one occasion for a woman while heavy drinking is defined as consuming 15 or more drinks per week for men and eight or more drinks per week for women. The U.S. Preventative Service Task Force recommends screening for unhealthy alcohol use in primary care settings in all adults uh, 18 years and older, including pregnant women, and providing persons engaged in riskier hazardous drinking with behavioral counseling interventions to reduce the unhealthy alcohol use. In fact, this routine screening and behavioral intervention for alcohol misuse is one of the most cost-effective clinical preventative services. Other organizations like, or people like the U.S. Surgeon General, the National Institute on Alcohol Abuse and Alcoholism, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, and the American Society of Addiction Medicine also recommend routinely screening adult patients for unhealthy alcohol use and providing them with appropriate interventions. Now, in regards to laboratory testing for alcohol use, there are both direct and indirect alcohol biomarkers. Indirect biomarkers look at the effect of alcohol on an organ system or body chemistry and include things like liver enzyme tests. So GGT or gamma glutamyl transferase, ALT 
or alanine aminotransferase, or a hematology test like the MCV or mean corpuscular volume, which measures the average size of your red blood cells. However, testing for direct biomarkers of alcohol consumption is the preferred way to identify alcohol use. And this includes measuring things like ethanol itself. However, ethanol has a very short window of detection due to its half-life. Therefore, direct ethanol metabolites like ethyl glucuronide or ethyl sulfate can be used as they offer a longer window of detection up to five days in urine. In addition, phosphatidylethanol is another direct alcohol biomarker that's formed in the presence of ethanol by the action of the enzyme phospholipase D. Interesting. So I hear that we have a new uh, direct alcohol biomarker test available. Can you help us understand what that is and, and more about its benefits? So Mayo Clinic is going to be offering phosphatidylethanol as an additional and new alcohol direct biomarker. So phosphatidylethanols are a group of abnormal phospholipids that, as I mentioned, are formed in the presence of ethanol and phospholipase D and phosphatidylcholine. And these phosphatidylethanols, again, are a direct alcohol biomarker. Now, up to 48 different homologs exist, but they all have a common structure. So this phosphatidylethanol head on which two fatty acid chains of variable length and degree of saturation are attached. The predominant homologs are known as path 16-0-18-1 and path 16-0-18-2, which account for 30 to 46% and 16 to 28% of all the path homologs, respectively. Now, phosphatidylethanol is incorporated into the phospholipid membrane of red blood cells and has a half-life of about three to five days. And therefore, this new marker gives you a window of detection of approximately two to four weeks in blood. This window of detection can be longer in individuals who chronically or excessively consume alcohol. And so serial monitoring of phosphatidylethanol may be helpful to examine alcohol abstinence over time. In addition, phosphatidylethanol is not affected by renal failure, like some of the other alcohol markers like ethylglucuronide. However, patients with advanced liver disease can have falsely elevated phosphatidylethanol concentrations. Therefore, phosphatidylethanol results should always be interpreted in the context of the patient's clinical and behavioral history. Now, Mayo's new test actually measures and reports out the two most common homologs, which combined account for over 60% of all the observed phosphatidylethanol homologs in the blood, and the levels correlate with the amount of alcohol consumed in the previous weeks. Again, these levels can be detected in the blood for up to four weeks after excessive alcohol consumption. The way these levels are interpreted is if the concentration is less than 10 nanograms per mil, it means it wasn't detected and the patient was absent. If the concentration is somewhere between 10 and 19 nanograms per mil, it could possibly indicate abstinence or just light alcohol consumption, defined as less than two drinks per day, several days a week. As the concentration increases and is in between 20 to 200 nanograms per mil, this would indicate more moderate alcohol consumption which is defined as about four drinks per day for several days a week. However, once the concentrations are greater than 200 nanograms per mil, this indicates heavy alcohol consumption or chronic alcohol use, at least four drinks per day, several days a week. Again, to perform this testing, a whole blood sample would need to be drawn and collected in EDTA tube, and then that blood sample will then be shipped to the laboratory under refrigerated conditions for testing. 
that actually sounds like a revolutionary direct alcohol biomarker with really being able to detect it for that amount of time. What other tests are available and how do they compare to this biomarker? I think you kind of summed it up before, right? There's a longer detection window, but is there anything else that the audience should know? Yeah, as I mentioned, there are other direct alcohol biomarker tests like ethyl glucuronide and ethyl sulfate, which we also offer here at Mayo Clinic. However, these biomarkers are present in all body fluids and tissues. We typically measure them in urine. And as I mentioned, those markers become elevated even after low levels of exposure to alcohol, but they're only elevated and detectable for about five days in urine. However, the ethyl glucuronide and ethyl sulfate are so sensitive that you can actually end up having positive test results when exposed to alcohol that can be found in commonly used products such as hand sanitizers, mouthwash, or cleaning solutions. As a result, extraneous exposure has to be considered depending on the concentrations you find of these markers. Therefore, this is why some physicians use a combination of the ethyl glucuronide and phosphatidylethanol to provide a more comprehensive picture, to identify relapse to drinking, determine if someone has an alcohol problem, or motivate a change in drinking behavior. In the end, all laboratory tests must be interpreted in the results of the clinical situation and behavioral history of the patient. As always, Dr. Gennetto, thank you for your time and this wealth of information. And if anyone out there wants to learn more or for a complete list of controlled substance monitoring tests available, you can always visit mayoclinicallabs.com or call 855-519-8404 for more information. Thank you for your time, Dr. Gennetto. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in to Answers from the Lab. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast and don't forget to tune in every Thursday and every other Tuesday.